Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You are listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And boy, did we bring you a delicious movie this week. I am both really upset and really excited. I don't know how to feel, honestly. <laughs> I was excited when we were going to see this movie and then leaving this movie. I was I so I what is the exact opposite of excited? I was a lot of tortured. That. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) I so badly wanted to not necessarily enjoy this movie for its quality, but enjoy it for its shittiness. And I feel like I couldn't even do that. But we'll get into all that a little bit later. What's going on with you lately? How How you been, Colin? I've been good. Been good. I mean... We've seen each other a lot lately, but... That's true. uh, I guess I don't actually care how you're doing. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. No, I've uh, <laughs> even just in the last few days, I've been working on a cool animation project. Um, nice. Yeah, a little, little, I actually little personal had, projects. Yeah, I had an idea for uh, animation for us. Don't yeah. know what we would ever use it for. Yeah, I asked you. I'm like, what? What would? What is maybe, that for? Maybe for the Facebook page. I saw that you can actually add animated uh, profile Ooh, pics. Ooh, technology. That could be cool. We actually just created a facebook page uh the morning before uh recording this episode so it'll be up by the time you hear our first episode but that was was that a surprise for you when you saw i added you as an admin without that telling was you that was a nice surprise yeah it was I just, a nice surprise I, I just did it and i was just like admin colin <laughs> i was like he'll figure it out you'll know what, what it means what would you have done if i declined it nah i i guess we'd be through <laughs> that's all it takes i'm real fickle um yeah we need to get on the uh we're on the facebook we need to get on the instagram yep let's uh and we need, probably twitter? need to set up yeah twitter i'm not really great with twitter i never really i like twitter i never really used it twitter is my social media that's perfect then you can run the twitter so when people want to talk to you they can hit us up on twitter if they want to talk to me they can hit us up on instagram and if they don't want to talk to either of us you could just message our facebook <laughs> What if uh, our Instagram is getting way more flooded and then it causes a rift? Because I'm jealous that you're more pop- popular. You know what? We're going to have to cross that bridge and burn <laughs> it when we get to it. And we're getting a MySpace? I, you know what? I could. We could even do a live journal. There we go. Um, Tumblr? We, um, no, because I only post nudes and apparently we can't do that anymore. Oh. Yeah. So all you ladies and gents out there ain't going to see my sweet tits on the internet anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. But yeah, so 
we don't come with just bad news with us. The bad news being the movie for today is Holmes and Watson. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler for how we feel about this movie, but I, I think if you've seen anything about it online, there's no spoiler. It's not getting a lot of love right now. Yeah, um, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, well, I try to be a nice person. It may be post-Christmas, but uh, I still need Santa to know that I'm a good boy. Exactly. And we know Santa's listening to the podcast. (laughs) But yeah, we are going to be talking about this movie that is getting a lot of heat on the internet, both from people who are fans of comedy who just don't like it because it's a bad comedy, but also from the stupid butt lord basement dwelling Trump loving sons of bitches who are like, hey, they made fun of Trump. Fuck this movie. It's like, no, you should say fuck this movie for a thousand other reasons. Like yeah. that is not the biggest problem with the movie. It's <laughs> it's a problem, not because they're bashing Trump. Bash Trump all you want. It's a problem because it wasn't funny the way that they did it. Um, it's like not even clever. It, that made me mad that they did that. Yeah, me you too. Know why? It made me mad. And uh, for no no, no pol- like political reasons at all, that made me mad strictly because it was trying to be smart. And, it just and at that wasn't. point, it had fucking ruined me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, yeah. This movie was very dumb. But it's it breaks my heart because I do like Will Ferrell. Yeah. Or I guess I should say I did like Will Ferrell because we've seen his history has kind of uh, rewritten itself the longer his career goes on. I'm um I'm very uh, off and on with Will Ferrell. There's some good movies. A lot of them I don't like, though. I would say more times than not, I don't like his movies. Yeah. But there he are grows some good very ones. tiring. Yeah. Like the that humor doesn't um, age well. So for those of you who don't know, at the end of every year, I rank out every single movie I saw throughout that year. Which is a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies, yeah. This year, it's probably going to be a 100. Ooh. I'm, I'm aiming... You're shooting for 2019's The Year of the Hundo? No, uh, 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to do our Oscar 2018 recap in a few weeks uh, when the Oscar noms get announced. Which means I have a fuck ton of homework to do because i saw i think i'm up to 10 movies now from 2018 there's a there's a few that i'm missing that i'm waiting to come out they were limited releases they're coming out like now yeah um gonna hit those and then do my rankings but i'm shooting for 100 i'm in the 90s right now but where i was going with that uh last year my lowest ranked movie of 2017 was a Will Ferrell movie. It was Daddy's Home too. Oh, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I love the movies, and then other times I fucking despise them, as I did last year. I could not stand that movie. Yeah. I didn't see it, um, because I have respect for myself. <laughs> and Mel Gibson. Oh, <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Oh. oh, no. That wasn't even one that, like, a few, few of the ones that were pretty low on my list, I watched at home. Because I was like, I'm not going to spend my time in the theater for it. I saw Daddy's yeah. Home 2 in a theater. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And, you know, sometimes the the theater-going experience can make a movie a little bit better than it actually is. I think it made it worse. Yeah. That was something I was worried about with this movie. Yeah. And I will I will get into the theater experience in this movie when we start talking about the And movie. what an experience it was. I'm glad that we went to see this one together because 
So far, we've only seen one movie for the podcast together. This makes two, right? Yes, this is the second. So it's definitely more enjoyable when we get to do it together, even though it almost makes it painful because when the movie gets out, we don't talk to each other. Yeah. Because we're like, save it. Oh, save it. And this is days later. Like we saw this movie like, what, three days ago? Yeah, it was on Tuesday. Tuesday? I don't even know what today is. Oh, it's Thursday. Yes. It was funny. Tuesday. And who even knows what day it is when people are listening to it? We're throwing off everybody's week. It's Sunday now. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's Monday. You're right. It actually is Monday. But you know what? We're having fun. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. We're recording this on a Friday night. And you know what? I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings since tomorrow's Wednesday, as we all know. (laughs) I loved how... We left the theater, and we went on J- January 1st. Oh, God, that's right. And you, you're you like, well, first movie of 2019. <laughs> yeah, this is how we're starting. <laughs> yep. This podcast will be the definition of starting from the bottom, and now we're here. Mm-hmm. And that's an, old, that's an old reference even now in 2019, that song. I feel like that's outdated. I never really, like, I heard it. I don't think I've ever actually listened to the song. I, I think, just heard the phrase. I think this is telling our listeners uh, basically how old we are, that we don't give a fuck about a Drake song or really have total awareness of how old or new it is. <laughs> I didn't even know it was Drake. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. See, at least I work with kids, so I'm kind of hip to what's going on, but I'm also like that guy who's just like, this isn't even real music. <laughs> Damn kids with their boombox stereos. So before we go hog wild, diving into a little bit of Will Ferrell's past and then this dog shit movie, I think we should get a breath of fresh air, take a nice little stroll down to the trailer park. Now whenever I we say that, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm excited for this movie. Me too. Sometimes on the show when we do the trailer park... We're going to have already watched the trailer. Sometimes it'll be it'll like be first, viewing. first viewing. Yeah, um, I've already seen it. Me too. I've, I watched it the day it came out. Yeah, same here. I've only seen it once. It was that day, and I also only watched it on my phone. So now I'm watching it on my computer. Be a little bit better, hopefully, yeah, better or, quality. But um, see, I watched it on my big ass TV at home. Ooh. Man. So it was awesome. And I got I already have some things I want to talk about from the trailer cuz it's it's fucking great and no surprise here that it's great because it is Jordan Peele's follow-up to his awesome critically acclaimed Get Out. Yep, the movie was awesome. But I'm not sure if they're like shared world. He said that this is the next movie in a series of four movies that are going to be like psychological like almost like social thrillers okay well and he didn't he didn't say it's the second or anything he just said it's the next so i'm assuming that get out was the first yeah this is the second i don't think they're related but it's like a movie series for him i guess these are like topics he wants to hit yeah that's awesome because you don't really see directors doing that anymore yeah, I, nobody really gives directors a stage to do that anymore. We've had so many good like first movie directors come out in the last like year. I mean, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Jonah Hill, 
Yeah. Bo Burnham. Um, yeah, you're right. Damn. A lot of people from comedy. Bradley Cooper did the did a Star is Born this year. Yep. I didn't see that. It's really good. That's one I should check out then. Yeah, you should check it out. I don't own it yet. I don't think it's out yet. All right. Well, I'm going to wait for you to own it so we could add it to the stack of Blu-rays you gave me. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like Jordan Peele, uh, I mean, everyone just knows him from Key and Peele, which I love Key and Peele, but it's, you know, just a sketch comedy show. And yeah, a lot of a lot of their like sketches are like pretty stupid. They, I laugh a lot at them, but there's some like just where like they're making fun of football players names and it's like Hangle McCringleberry. Yeah. So like oh jordan peele's directing a movie it's probably going to be really funny and he directs basically one of the best horror movies that's come out in the last 10 years or like yeah it's hard to call it horror it's kind of like suspense thriller yeah. like mm-hmm. it's it's awesome though get out is awesome so that's why we are super excited to watch the trailer for us mm-hmm. this man it looks looks fucking scary yeah that's that was my main issue this looks and more like a horror movie yeah than my, get out did my main issue i don't even think it's really an issue but like you know get out was marketed as a horror movie i went and saw it it really wasn't that scary it was just a really good movie and i mean it, it wasn't that scary it was just like very very smart and uh man the first actually i saw the movie in theaters with you oh yeah that's right yeah and the first viewing of that movie was definitely my favorite for just, sure. You know, you you don't know the twists and stuff like that, so yeah. you get that reaction. But, man, I was just, like, blown away by it. I think we all left the movie theater and we're like, that was really fucking good. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I think there was, like, a group, maybe, like, four or five of us when we went. And I think we were all kind of, like, jaw-dropped at, at, like, that twist moment towards the end. We were all like, whoa. Like, it's really cool to see not only, like, yourself get tricked but like everyone you're with and it's like fuck none of us none of us figured it out yeah get out doubles on like two different genres it's also a comedy along with being a thriller and a horror movie and when we went and saw it our friend ducky was dying in the theater yeah i mean it is a very funny movie and watching it again even though i know the twist all the jokes are there so you're still gonna laugh at it again like it's got good uh like replay value to it also there's some things knowing the twist and knowing what happens you go back and watch it and you're like oh wow that like that was right there in plain sight and you you notice things that you wouldn't have caught because you were kind of like unassuming the first time you watched it like it does a good job like misdirecting like your attention when it's your first viewing and trying to get you to pay attention to maybe something over here but meanwhile like the thing telling you what was going to happen was like right in front of you the whole time but you were just so focused on like oh i know what this movie's about like i get it and you're like you're like it kind of hopes that the audience is smart enough so that they can trick you yeah you know what i mean like it's like all right it's subtle you guys think you know what you're talking about we'll show you it's subtle enough where you're probably gonna miss it at first glance but the movie is hoping that the audience is smart enough when later on they're going to realize like, oh shit. And they don't have to spell it out for you. Like there's no scene where someone comes yeah. up and like, remember that part where this happened? Yeah. That's what this means. Yeah. Um, no, get out. It's a great movie. I was so happy that it won a uh, best original screenplay. Hell yeah. For the Oscars. Well deserved because yeah. we've, I'm sure we've talked about on the show before. We may have even already said it today, but like originality is just kind of lost in current, movies and like entertainment i would say especially in horror too yeah like everything's just like a recycling of like old you know habits that have been tried and true in the past and maybe back then it was innovative but like stop making movies 
quote, like Saw. We, we just we saw a trailer for it the other day. Yeah, that's right. And it's like Escape Room looks exactly like Saw. Ugh, Escape Room looks like shit. Not into like those that type of movie. You leaned over to me in the theater and you were like, what do you think of that? And if it was all contained in that one room, I would have maybe been into it. Yeah. But like they get out and then it's like a whole like CG world and it lost me there. I kind of yeah. wanted to, like I kind of wanted like a smart low budget like horror film there, but it's clearly not going to be that. I'm waiting for the, you know, the scores to start coming out and then see what people are thinking I mean, of we'll it. We'll probably catch it or try to catch it. Yeah, we'll we'll see. That, a, that might be one we can skip. I have I've heard nobody talk about this movie. About Escape Room? Escape Room, yeah. Yeah. My brother mentioned it to me just because we've been talking about going to an escape room and he was like, oh, there's a horror movie about an escape room coming out. And then I, we saw the poster at the theater we were seeing um, Holmes and Watson at. And I was like, oh, look, there's the uh, poster for escape room. And then my brother was like, what's that? And I was like, literally the movie that you were telling me about with the escape room. You forgot about it already? <laughs> that immediately forgettable. <laughs> but no, we're all we're super stoked for this movie. Uh, I really hope that he kills it again with this one um, because Get Out was such a good debut. And, um, yeah, this movie looks really intense and really good. Yeah, so let's see what this trailer has to offer us. That's a classic right there. What does I Got Five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. Is he from Black Panther? Oh, yeah. I think that's, um, what's his name? From the Mountain Tribe. He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's Vodka Clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? I love what they do with the sound in this, this trailer. Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me. I'll keep you safe. So fucking cool. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But you have a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, oh, she's from Black Panther too. Crazy. Is she? That's what I was wondering also. Yeah, she is. What are you people? It's us. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. So we kill them. Yeah, man, they do such a good job 
fucking they they it's it almost feels like when it starts they're showing you a lot but then when they start doing like the fast cuts to like different things it's like oh this is gonna be way deeper than the trailer leads on that's what i'm thinking too when i first heard stuff about it it was like home invasion movie and i was just kind of like ooh, because i don't really like movies like that like um last house on the left left, and stuff like that or um the strangers i'm not a huge fan of like that style but this is so not just that like it, it is clearly some other shit going on this is way way more scary than a strangers for sure yeah and like last house on the left like this looks way more in depth in terms of story it doesn't look like just a slasher film also coincidentally enough you were saying it's a home invasion movie jordan peele said that this is a creature movie oh cool yeah so i don't know what exactly you know if they're creatures or whatever but he's even given their their doppelgangers names apparently they're called the tethered got you yeah so cool yeah i um it's also just some really cool like imagery in the movie yeah freaking rabbits everywhere (laughs) that's what i mean like i it it shows you some things that it's like the rabbits and stuff it looks like it's kind of like a lab so maybe it is linking in some way to get out like there's still that possibility just with like the ideas that like rich and powerful people are like doing these uh, extreme experiments on whoever maybe it's not necessarily like they're just doing it on like black people in this one it could be like there's um a group of quote-unquote tethered that are white in the trailer right yeah so So i don't it could they could be targeting just some other i have a feeling this group this movie might be a little bit um more broad and maybe on kind of like a um like a uh social like standards level um I was just like thinking out loud earlier um, about it, but one, you know, they're clearly like clones or like copies of the main characters. Yeah. I think rabbits are one of the like only or few animals they've been able to clone. Oh, okay. That might be something. Also, um, I just watched the movie Assassination Nation that came out this year. Yeah. And that is kind of got a premise of real quick on that basically um about how people hold other people to higher social standards than themselves yeah so like a car- like a mayor's phone gets hacked and all of, like the stuff that he looks out on the internet gets leaked out there and everyone's basically like tell him you know he needs to step down and they like want him like dead and all this stuff but then their phones get leaked and they look at the same stuff and i'm kind of thinking about this movie a little bit in terms of like looking at yourself in the mirror type thing yeah i don't know that's kind of what i was getting from it is maybe the people who are quote-unquote the villains are actually like the real versions of themselves or something there that might be the twist i don't know i'm just thinking out loud yeah i mean i think that's the good thing about the trailer is it's being very vague and it's not answering basically any questions um but already just from just from this trailer like there's so many like cool shots and like i can imagine the sound design's going to be awesome because i love what they did with the um the music in the trailer and like how it's like just playing the song on the radio but then they kind of re 
edit the song and then turn it into like a horror sounding thing and it's slowed down and it's played on like just like or orchestra like strings and stuff like that and it's just like super creepy and slowed down but it's still just like I got five on mm-hmm. it. it's fucking clever because i i often will point out if music choice throws me off on either a trailer or a movie because i think it's super important to like set the tone right with your music and that was also something that he did great with get out like the soundtrack and then like the score to the movie it's fucking brilliant and i think i think we're gonna see a lot more of that in this like yeah this trailer got me super excited yeah this is easily probably my most anticipated no this is probably my second most anticipated movie of 2019 what's number one you could probably guess it um holmes and watson 2 ah there you go you got it holmes and watson do america (laughs) please no uh endgame okay good yeah i mean i'm yeah i'm very excited for endgame of course there's a lot of things i'm excited for 2019 but i think just as far as like a like a film I'm more excited for this. Yeah. I have all the attachments to Endgame. Yeah, because this is going to be like an original thing. It's going to be its own thing. With Endgame, you can kind of like, you know the direction they're going in or like you can try and guess some stuff. I really don't have any idea where they're going with this movie. Yeah. That's why like I feel like this is going to be like really awesome just going blind. I might skip out on the next trailer. Yeah, this is a great trailer. This is all I need. I'm already sold. I'm buying a ticket. Like, you don't need to show me anything else. I don't want to know anything else. Everything else needs to be a surprise. I don't even want to know their fucking names. I don't want to know what state they're in. I mean, we could probably just slow down the trailer. It's literally on the screen right now. (laughs) It's California. Whatever. (laughs) But point being is, Is I don't need to know anything else to want to go see this movie. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in. Did you see that? No, I didn't. The, their their boat is called the B B because it's a yacht. The B yacht. That's that's awesome. I thought that was funny. Um, I'm just sc- scrolling through the trailer real quick. A few like things in here. I read that Jaws is one of Jordan Peele's like favorite movies. Oh, he's, wearing, he's wearing the shirt. He's wearing in Jaws. The, yeah, in the car. Um. There's a part in the trailer where like a little girl is looking back at another like doppelganger and the girl grabs it looks her. Like she's looking in the mirror. Yeah. Apparently that is the main character as a little girl. Weird. I think they're going back to her hometown is what they say. So maybe that, that I mean that that's got to be like a flashback. There's probably something that happened in her past and now she's going back there and it's going to like reawaken something. Could be. I don't know. I'm just that's that's from what I've heard. Throwing, that's it, me, that's throwing it out throwing there. ideas out there. Yeah. yeah, and then if any of these things stick, I can say I told you so. Yeah, <laughs> fucking told us so. Um, but no, I'm so stoked on this movie. Me too. When does it come out? Did it say or was it just like it's coming? Uh, let's see. In theaters, March. Okay, that's not yeah. that's not a far away. Wow, that's really soon. Yeah, I think Get Out came out in either january or february yeah and it's funny because like that was 2017 though right that was 2017 yeah but um it's funny because like you know like january january february specifically but even march maybe a little bit is kind of when studios dump their shit movies yeah like like january is, is definitely known to be like 
where movies go to die. If you have a bad movie, just throw it out in January at the beginning of the year. Just like, because nothing comes out, you'll just hopefully make your money back. Right. Because um, it's just what people are just going to be like, right, yeah, well, I mean, we'll like, go see whatever's playing, yeah. but there's not really much playing. All the Oscar movies come out October, November, really, then yeah. maybe a little bit towards the end of December, but January summer is like your big blockbuster fucking popcorn flicks. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, uh, Get Out's come out in those months. You know, this is kind of cutting it close. Um, Paddington 2 this year was awesome. Yeah. Even though, even though it was just I a bear not, movie. I did not see it. No, it was really good. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another movie that... Oh, Black Panther came out in January, I think. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Because um, it was still in theaters. Oh, it might have been February because it was still in theaters when we went to see Infinity War opening night. Even like by the third time we saw Infinity War... It was still in theaters. Yeah. Like they were both running simultaneously, and, and Infinity War came out in late April. Yeah, and even even February, you know, I'm I think Annihilation this year, which I liked a lot, came out. There's there's more good movies coming out earlier now, which is nice. Like, yeah, studios aren't just all dumping off like their stuff at the same time. I think it's smart, so they're not competing with each other. Yeah, also also like, I think Get Out winning last year was big just because. It was so good that people didn't forget about it. A lot of times there's a movie that comes out early, people love it, but then they kind of forget about it as like the year goes on. Right. And there's like that um uh recency bias when with movies. Yeah. So like all the movies that have just come out are the ones that are like getting talked about more. And then when, you know, it's Oscar season, those are the ones that get nominated. His movie came out in January or February, whatever it was, and, and still held strong through the whole yeah. year. I think no one could forget about it. No one could forget about it. I think it's had a ninety nine. On Rotten Tomatoes. Fucking awesome. I think some asshole gave it one bad review. Just one guy. It's like, I don't get it. That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, like, critics love that, love Get Out. I love Get Out. You know, you do. I know a lot of people who love it, rightfully so. I also know a few people that really thought it was stupid. Well, they're stupid. That's why. <laughs> that's that's kind of, I was just like, man, maybe you didn't get it. I think a lot of those people that thought it was stupid, though, were also like, it wasn't scary. And it's like, well, it's not. Yeah, just that's a, not what it was a supposed scary to be. movie. It's you know, it's a smart movie. See, I just went into it. Just, I mean, I go into every movie just ready to watch it and accept it for what it shows me. I don't. I try not to go into anything with like a preconceived like idea of what I'm gonna watch. You know. Yeah. I, you know, we're, we're getting a little off track here, but with that like same thing with thinking about expectations. Uh, the Last Jedi. Didn't watch the trailers for it. I heard that people that did watch the trailers, there was something spoilery and they went into the movie with certain expectations and they like hated the movie. I know you didn't like it very much, but I don't remember the trailer. The tra- I didn't, I didn't not like it because of the trailer. I, I wasn't crazy about it because I mean, fucking, what did you do to Mark Hamill? Like <laughs> Luke Skywalker's like unceremonious demise, I guess not even demise. He just, I don't know. Like, when Obi-Wan faded away, it was, it was like, pivotal for, like, the story. This was just, like, all right, I'm done. I, I give up. <laughs> what? I... Fucking stupid. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie. It's not even, like, in the middle of the pack. It's definitely towards the bottom of them, but I liked it more than I think a lot of people did, and I think a lot of that was based on me. I didn't have any expectation for the movie. Me neither. Pe- I waited until it was on Netflix. Okay, peep. There's a lot of people that went into it were being like, it needs to do these things. 
and then it didn't do those things because the movie's actually pretty unpredictable. It did a lot of things that you didn't expect, and people got mad about that. Yeah, I didn't expect Princess Leia to fly through space. <laughs> that was bad, too. That was awful. It looked bad, too. It did look bad. It looked super cheesy. That's probably going back and watching the movie. It looked like someone just like slid a PNG file <laughs> from one corner of the screen to the other corner of the screen. Like It was just so flat, and yeah, it looked awful. Yeah, that that's that's the moment in the movie, if I'm watching on Blu-ray, I just fast forward. I'm like, eh, yeah. don't want to see that thing. But yeah super stoked on us you want to say anything else about it or i love us <laughs> i love us too <laughs> yeah we're the best but yeah no nothing else i'm just really excited to see that march is going to be really cool yeah you got think that and you got captain, captain marvel. marvel lined up right now yeah yep so that's awesome but we're not going to take too much time talking about what other trailers are that's that's just going to wrap us up here at the trailer park we're gonna hot tail it out of here i reckon <laughs> <laughs> And you want to get into the the meat and potatoes? Uh, if you can call it that, I guess we will. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mr. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley have a long history together. You you had mentioned before we started recording, um, you actually did a lot of research for this episode, which I was surprised. There's like five pages of notes for this episode. So why don't you tell me what you got set up over here? All right, well... Definitely did more research than this movie deserves. Yeah. I will say that. You have five pages of notes. <laughs> I have five lines, lines. of notes. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking Holmes and Watson, obviously. But uh, before we get into any of that, I just decided to look at Will Ferrell's career as a whole because, like I said, last year, one of his movies was my most hated movie. So I was like, yep. you know, let me let me see how his movies are doing. Maybe I'm just like... I just don't like his style of comedy, and it's just me, because I know some people that like Will Ferrell, so I went and looked, and I broke it down into like two segments of years, and his last seven years are rough. Yeah. (laughs) Really rough. I believe it. I'll break down the last seven years, so from 2018 to 2011, I won't even, I'm not even going to mention... Holmes and Watson here. That's fine. Yeah. Well, Daddy's Home 2 last year. Bleh. 20%. Great. The House last year, 19%. Zoolander 2, I know that's not really his movie. Yeah. But Zoolander 2, he is, you know, a big character in it, 22%. Daddy's Home, that is his movie, 2015, that is at 31%. Wow. So that's so far the highest you've named? 31. 31. Uh, Yikes! A deadly adoption. I never saw that. What the fuck is that? I never heard. I never it. heard of it. But it came out in 2015. Twenty percent. Okay, so he's got a trend. Get hard. 2015. Twenty eight percent. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, man. Who's giving this, this guy movies still? How is he still getting roles if this is his track record as of late? This saves his. I guess I I averaged it all together because I was curious. This yeah. this movie saves it, and you really can't count it. But the Lego Movie at ninety six percent. Oh man, that's not even like him though. Yeah, he is very funny in it, but it's not his writing. You know, he's not doing his character. I feel like you know. He, he's, yeah, he he has like a like a type that he plays. Yeah, I think when he's actually in the Lego Movie. 
you know, as himself, because he is in it as himself yeah. for a bit. Yeah. He's just a normal dude. He's not doing any of his screaming, crazy, yeah, it's not you know, over child the top. shit. Yeah. Um, but that movie does save him a little bit in terms of that. But if you don't want to count it, you don't have to count it. I was thinking about not counting it, but to be fair, yeah, I just put it Because I think when we think of, like, a Will Ferrell movie, we do think of, like, Step Brothers yeah. or Anchorman, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, Anchorman 2... 74%. Wait, that's what the critic score is? Yeah, 74. Do you have the audience score for it by any chance? I don't. Um, I can look it up. I didn't. I wasn't too big on Anchorman 2. I did not like it pretty much at all. Um, that's why I'm surprised it said the 70s. Like, oof. Anchorman 2's audience score was a 52. Yeah, yeah that so. sounds a little bit more like it for me. I mean, we're not really doing... Um, our regular like tomato tomato where we decide whether we agree with the tomato meter or the audience score for these movies but that one would be a tomato like that one yeah no for for, for sure for me too it doesn't get a passing grade for me 74 no. is too much yeah way too much but i can't know, remember like one I said, fucking joke from that movie <laughs> like i said i'm i'm just trying to be fair so i'm counting it that's that's what it is 74 the internship, 2013, 35%. What is that? Um, I think he did that movie with... I'm trying to remember who was in that. I remember it coming out. I didn't see that one. Um, Owen Wilson? Oh, oh. It's like, like, so like in he's Google just or, in it. or like yeah. a Google type company. Yeah. Oh, so he's he's not actually like main lead guy. Yeah, I think he's, th- that's okay. mainly Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Got you. Um, but yeah, 35% on that one. Uh, the campaign, him and Zach Galifianakis, yep. 65%. I saw that one in theater. 65 is fair enough for it. It wasn't the worst, but it, it sure didn't live up to what it probably should have been. Yeah. I, w- I was excited for that movie because, I mean, The Hangover, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. That was gonna be I mean, they're both funny guys when they're, like, really on point, yeah. but that movie just was a mess. Yeah. Everything must go. Never heard of this movie. I like that movie. Is it it's good? not a comedy it's very um this has a good it, review it's a it's a dark comedy okay it so it, it does have funny moments but it's a little bit more blue 73 percent on that one that's that's fine that's fine and then casa de ma pedro what <laughs> casa, casa de mi padre yeah it is <laughs> yeah, i said pedro <laughs> <laughs> casa de mi pedro Prado. No, that movie is fucking awesome. That's got a 40. That movie is fucking amazing. I've never seen that. I've watched that movie at least a dozen times. It is awesome. So, it is completely in Spanish. Okay. And it is shot and told like like a telenovela. And it is, like, the set is super, like, cheap and, like, old school, like movie set and like there's a ton of like weird props that they use and there's these really weird visual gags that they use throughout it and it is very stupid but it's stupid done right and i think it's fucking brilliant well it's at 40 (laughs) percent. well fuck them (laughs) but uh i averaged out his movies for the last seven years okay like i said it's being propped up a little bit by the lego movie uh but he's averaging for the last seven years 40%. 
still a failing grade. Still a failing grade. Oh, that's like way under failing. Like, yeah. What's failing? Like 60 and below? Yeah. 60 and below, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes is considered rotten. Yeah. So, so this dude's been mostly rotten for the last almost a decade. Yeah. Um, And then I went, I looked back at his movies, and then I found Seven Year Chunk. Mm-hmm. This is almost his whole career, honestly, but I've, another Seven Year Chunk. There's a few movies missing earlier than this, but yeah. none of them were like going to prop up his score or lower it. Probably like Superstar and Night at the Roxbury. I've got those in here, I think. Night at the Roxbury, I don't. Um, that one might have been a little bit earlier anyways. Yeah. But um, oh, I don't have a... I don't think I have a Superstar either. But anyway, this though, I would consider this like the golden age of Will Ferrell. Okay. So still... I'm going to go in chronological order. Do it. Old school, 2003. Great. 60%. Wow, that's that seems low. I thought it was a little low also. I thought that movie was well received too. I think it's I'm sure the audience score is way higher. Yeah. That's probably maybe more of like a cult yeah. classic, I guess, I don't know. Elf, 83%. That makes sense. That movie's also great for different reasons, completely different type of vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anchorman 2004. 66%. That seems low, too. I was never that big on Anchorman. I honestly, loved Anchorman. But I know, Anchorman I, I was know a, a game changer when I was a kid. Yeah, a lot of people really loved that movie. I was never huge into it. Anchorman, like 40-year-old virgin, like those were big. When I was a kid, I was younger. Anchorman and Dodgeball came out around the same time. Oh, yeah. And for whatever reason, in my school, you either had to like Dodgeball or Anchorman, not both. Weird is starting like gangs. I, yeah, I, we I went to a weird school, and uh, I really like dodgeball, so I took the dodgeball team. Damn, <laughs> I don't know if I could have sided with you. I guess I would have been an anchorman team. I guess so. Uh, Melinda and Melinda. I've never heard of that movie. Me neither. Two thousand five, fifty two, Bewitched. Remember that coming out? Oh God, I forgot about that. Twenty four percent fair. Kicking and screaming. Forty one percent. Oh, I liked that movie. This that was more like a kids yeah, type it was movie, a kids movie, but it was fine. This movie doesn't really count as a Will Ferrell movie, but his character in this movie is fucking hilarious. And this is also one of my favorite comedies, so I, you know, definitely was putting it in there. Wedding Crashers, seventy six percent. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot about his uh, his connection in there. The meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the producers, two thousand five, fifty percent. Curious George. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen that movie so many goddamn times. <laughs> 69% on that one. That's too high. <laughs> I mean, I also might hate it because I've seen it a thousand times and I hate the soundtrack to it. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> I was surprised it was that at 69. I saw that and I was like... I think it's the perfect rating for a kid's movie. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Talladega Nights, 2006, 71%. Stranger That's Than good. Fiction, 2006, 72%. Blades of Glory, 2007, 70%. I like Blades of Glory. I like Blades of Glory, but that actually sounds a little high for that. And I like that movie. Yeah. Oh, I love... But my favorite part of that movie is Will Arnett and Amy Poehler. Yeah. They're fucking hilarious. They are really funny in that. I... <laughs> There's that one chase scene between the two of them, and they go into the mall with their ice skates on. And they're on like the escalator, that. and it's like getting stuck in like the slats. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, Semi Pro 2008, 23%. I remember se- being hyped for that movie for Semi Pro. 
I actually do have a quick story about that movie. Go for it. I went to see it with my cousin. And I want to say it was a double f- yes, it was a it was a double feature. We were uh, ducking in and out between theaters. We started at No Country for Old Men. So I should preface that before going into uh, No Country for Old Men, my cousin and I got super baked. So I was already like a little bit um foggy and sleepy so definitely fell asleep during no country for old men and i blame them not because the movie was boring but because it has like no sound in it basically it's like a super quiet movie dark theater i fell asleep woke up maybe in the last 15 minutes then we were like let's go into semi-pro walked in watched the trailers movie starts 10 minutes in we both fell asleep and woke up at the end. <laughs> I could not tell you one second of that movie. Plot-wise, I don't remember much. I remember I did not like it, and I was looking forward to it. I think there's a part where he wrestles a bear in the basketball court. Oh, God. Yeah, which is like, I wanted like, like I said, I like dodgeball a lot. Yeah. I wanted like a, I don't know, kind of like sports movie. Yeah. And it's more just like a ridiculous, like, I don't even know. It's just ridiculous. It, it's not a sports movie at all. Yeah. They play basketball, but it's so absurd that, like, you you just can't even take it that way. But I was not a fan of semi-pro. 23%. Most people weren't either. Yeah. This one surprised me because I think this is my favorite Will Ferrell movie, but 2008 Step Brothers, 55%. Wow, yeah. that is surprising. Yeah, that's my favorite. I think there's a lot of people who love that movie. I love that movie. I do love that movie too. But yeah, 55%. I'm surprised. I didn't check what its audience score was. I'm sure it's much higher, but yeah, 55. Land of the Lost, 2009, 26. The Other Guys with Marky Mark. You know what's funny? I literally just bought Land of the Lost on Blu-ray. Really? Not because I wanted that movie, but because it was cheaper to... I wanted to buy MacGruber. <laughs> And it was cheaper to get the double pack that was that and Land on the Lost. So I was just like, fine. I'm like, fine, I it. guess I'll own Land of the Lost. Lost. But I really just want a MacGruber because yeah. that is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> that should We should do a MacGruber episode because have you ever seen it? I have. It's I've only seen it once, though. We should we should do a rewatching because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll rewatch it. That's oh, so good. The other guys at Marky Mark, seventy eight percent. I love that movie. The Into other the guys. Bushes. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> what a twist. Oh man, I laughed my ass off at that part. That whole movie. I literally just today. I, I totally forgot that we were going to be talking Will Ferrell movies. I come in with an Arnold Palmer in your house, and I did the Arnold Palmer alert. That's from <laughs> the other guys. <laughs> and got some Arnie Palmies <laughs> and Mega Mind. Oh movie. yeah, yep. I always forget about animated movies. Seventy-two percent. Um, so before those movies, yeah, Night of the Roxbury, I didn't have in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, th- you know, I think that was probably the best sample size. I also wanted to keep it the same amount of years, but his average over that period was fifty-eight percent. That's still not that good. He's still yeah. So he's never been like a critically acclaimed guy. But I guess, I mean, these audience scores must be way higher because 
some of these movies seem to be scoring pretty low where yeah. I feel like like Anchorman, like I feel like people would probably put that in the 80s. I think that his type of comedy and the type of characters he typically plays only works for certain characters. Yeah, in certain and settings. I and... think he overuses that kind of gimmick way too much. The most common thing I hear from people who are like, I don't like Will Ferrell, is he just yells all the time. Yeah. Which is a very fair, you know. <laughs> yells and cries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's, it's like, okay, I actually get that. That's why like, I don't f- try to ever force a Will Ferrell movie onto somebody, mm-hmm. which is why I've seen Casa de Mi Padre so many times by myself. I didn't it's so fucking good. I didn't put that together to be like, man, look, he sucks because, like I said, there's some really good movies in there. Old School, Elf, yeah. Anchorman, Wedding Crashers, Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, Step Brothers, the other guys are all ones that I'd want to watch, you know, all the time and they have good replay value or like the jokes still land but i think that when his characters don't land it's just a fucking train wreck i mean i don't think i've ever looked at an actor with this big of a body of work and seen so many movies in the 20s yeah that that was insane yeah and that kind of brings me into the movie but i also just to be fair also i looked at john c Riley. i got halfway through looking at john c Riley's body of work and i just gave up because I went through the same seven-year period, and almost all of his movies are like an eighty or better. He He's is, awesome. Yeah, he. I literally, I just watched the Sisters Brothers, which came out this year. Yeah, and it was good, and I was like, yeah, like this year he's done four movies this year. One's Holmes and Watson. The other three score at eighty-five, eighty-eight, and ninety. Damn, what were they? What Stan and Ollie, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and oh. The Sisters Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, one movie that came out last year that he was in, I hated, but it scored pretty high. That was Kong Skull Island. I know you liked that one. I liked that one. Yeah, I know you liked it. We had that conversation. I did not yeah. like it, but... I I did like that You have the score for Kong? 76. That's totally fine. I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't think it was like... You know, Grand Slam, fucking knock it out of the park movie. But watching that movie, I enjoyed it. Like, I had a good time. I didn't, but I also, like, turn my brain off when I go see a movie like that. Like, an action movie or monster movie, whatever like that. Um, You know, you don't need it to be, like, a super, like, I don't know, smart movie. Like, it's, that's, like, that summer action popcorn flick. And it's fucking great. Mm -hmm. And Brie Larson. Um, over the same seven years, uh, John C. Riley did 21 films, and his average is almost an 80. Wow! So he almost doubles up Will Ferrell. That's crazy. Score. Yeah. So, so, so when we look at these movies where it's like a tag team of him, I think like people often would put. I mean, John C. Riley usually plays the supporting character to Will Ferrell. Should be the other way around. Yeah. And honestly, I'm looking at a lot of his movies, and a lot of his movies, he is still a supporting character. Um, you know, going down uh, 2014, using Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, Fuck, um, man. I, I forget how often he pops up in things. Because mm-hmm. you know why? I think he knows... He knows 
what he's best at and good for in these roles that he doesn't like over saturate himself. Like he takes these roles where he can like pop in either like, like a guardians of the galaxy. He can pop in add a comic relief without detracting from anything else going on around him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas when he's partnered with Will Ferrell, they're just like, Hey man, there's no brakes on this ride. Let's just fucking go off the mountain. And like, that's not the right way to use them. Yeah. Like I no, I agree. They need they need they need like a fucking one of those like invisible fence like dog collars on them to keep them in check because when <laughs> they just get free reign to just do whatever, you get Holmes and Watson. Yeah. That's I was just about to segue into that. Perfect. But the main reason I did that is mainly just because I found myself thinking about this movie and trying to figure out who fucked it up so bad. Yeah, man. Because even, even like the the studio, um, Gary Sanchez, uh, him and uh, Adam McKay have, they put out some good stuff, like both TV and movies. Like, how did you swing and miss so fucking bad on this? It's yeah. This is honestly, this is one of the worst things. Because I don't even know if I can. In the universe. I can't even call it a film. Uh, Man, this is bad. Um, And it's not even bad in that way where it's like funny to watch it unfold and it be so bad and be like, oh my God, this is so stupid and like talk about it. And it's good in that way. This is just agonizing. Yeah. This was agonizing. Um, It's not like a room or the room scenario where like it's so bad that it's good this is just so bad that it's bad and you're angry (laughs) that exists it exists you're angry it's like i was at the beginning of the movie excited to find out it's only an hour and a half at the end of the movie i was so angry to find out that it was an hour and a half i I was like this should have been honest the whole movie feels like an extended snl sketch i said this when we left to my brother we were in the car I have never looked at my phone to see how much time is left in a movie quicker than I did in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I looked down at my phone. I had hit the breaking point 25 minutes into the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I checked my phone. Wait, what was it? What was it for you? I don't the... know which moment exactly. Um, And that's how memorable it was. Yeah. I don't know which moment exactly it was, but I just remember I looked down and I was like, are you, I still have an hour left of this thing. And then the movie went on more and I checked my phone again and only 15 minutes had passed. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, (laughs) this was, it was, this is excruciating to get through. Yeah, man. Um, I said to, said to you right before I went to the theater, um, there's been plenty of bad movies that have come out this year and I go into those movies knowing that they're bad and I'm like, Oh man, this is going to suck. But like, I just want to see as many movies as possible. Like here we go. And then they're not as bad as you might first expect as you might first expect. And that's kind of what I was hoping with this movie a little bit, or, you know, like I went in with a fresh mindset. I told, and I told you like, I don't think it's going to be as bad, especially when like, like the buzz that was kind of surrounding this movie. And it's kind of funny because the trailer comes out and immediately everyone just started telling me like, Oh, did you see John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are doing a movie together? Like, it looks like like kind of like a spin on like old, like Victorian, like 
Sherlock Holmes, but it's like the guys from Step Brothers. Like it's probably gonna be really funny. Yeah. And then you start seeing that they attempted to sell this to Netflix, and even Netflix was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, no, thank you. Yeah, they were like, no. So everyone's like, oh. And then and no, and Netflix has everything. Yeah, and it, I also some like some of the worst movies ever made are on Netflix. They've got how many fucking terrible uh, Adam Sandler movies on there right now? Adam Sandler yeah, signed like an eight movie six. deal. <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah, then the reviews start coming out, and it's got a zero. And you know that's when, what that's what got me to want to see it. Yeah, I saw that first article that said like a rare zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I texted you a picture. I'm like, this means we have to see it. When we started this podcast, I was looking forward to the movies that are bad because I'm just like, oh, it'll be really fun. We get to like rip it a new one. This being the first one that we're gonna do. This wasn't even fun. This no. was such a struggle. This took this took the fucking wind <laughs> wind out from our sails so fast. Because I think like we were in that mindset of like, all right, it's gonna be bad, but at least it'll be like fun to rip on. Wasn't even it's not even fun to rip on because most of our critiques are like, this is fucking stupid. Like, it's not like all you could say about most of the movie is like that was really stupid. Yeah, I, you know. The, the score started coming out. People like to dogpile. Like, as soon as one people s- or sees that, like, a score is coming out and it's bad, everyone wants to say that it's terrible. Yeah. And they want to make fun of it. And so I was really hoping that it wasn't going to be... Not hoping. I was... Um, You're keeping an open mind. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe hoping that, like, that number is skewed a little bit based on... I was hoping Those that, early that people were just being overly critical with it, just ripping it a new one. Like like I said, I'd gone into other bad movies this year, and they weren't as bad as I thought they'd be. I didn't... The only thing that I was surprised with this movie, like, I was hoping that I'd be pleasantly surprised. And the only thing that surprised me was how much worse it was yeah, than, 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 than what expected. I thought. Yeah. So I'll just get right into it. The director on this movie is Eaton Cohen. Um, I looked into what he's directed and what he's written because he's also a writer on this movie. Um, Yikes, you might want to wash that credit from your history. Yeah, I looked at, you know, I think he's like the main writer on this movie too. I think, I don't even think, I don't know if Will Ferrell wrote anything on this movie. Um, I it think does, it, it does. When you watch the movie, it doesn't feel like anything was written. No, it doesn't. And I was going to, I have that written down. I was going to get to that. Um, but the only thing that he really directed that was notable was Get Hard, which was with Will Ferrell, mm. 28% on that one. But he wrote Tropic Thunder. Oh. Tropic Thunder's really funny. Yeah. Tropic Thunder's good good stuff. Yeah. And he wrote Men in Black 3, which is, like, fine. I still have to watch that. Yeah. We, we talked about we did that talk about in that. the Creed episode. But Men in Black 3 is, is passable. Okay. So, like, he's written some okay stuff. Yeah. So, so this is the movie that ruins his career. <laughs> I think when I was watching this movie, all I could think of was that they didn't actually have anything written. They had an idea. Yeah. And they, that idea, they never flushed it out. And basically that idea is just, Hey, let's take things from modern times, but like, do a spin on them in like Victorian times. Oh, I hated all of those bits. And they there's did, a lot they did of it them. a bunch yeah. throughout the movie. And every time I was just like, 
Ah, uh, that's so <laughs> it's so dumb. Ugh. And uh, uh, I just kept thinking that they had this idea where they were gonna do a spin on these different things, and then rather than writing a script, they were like, "Oh, let's just have you know John C. Riley and uh, Will Ferrell just like improv this, do their thing." Yeah, that's why it's the first note I wrote on this movie is, is it feels like an extended SNL sketch. And this f- whole movie feels like bad improv where everybody who's in the scene is like trying to out exaggerate each, each other. other. Yeah. And it's like they keep just escalating in stupidity and just complete outrageousness. And then every- the whole thing falls apart and it's just it's basically just random dumb nonsense done by different dumb people. Mm-hmm. Like there's not really a straight man quote in the whole movie like that can kind of be like a base for you you know what i mean like at least in um like anchorman the guys who were like the heads of the the station or whatever they were like normal just smart people who were just like straight and narrow that you can play these dumb characters off of and show like the the um you can show the contrast of them yeah but in this everybody's equally stupid mm mm-hmm. mhm so the whole thing, the whole world that they live in just feels dumb. The movie almost doesn't play by its own rules within the first like five minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, I wrote that down, too. There's scenes that are back to back that immediately contradict the scene bef- that happened right before. it. Yeah, I the movie started up and the movie starts up. Well, I'll say tell you what it starts up with in a bit. But the movie starts up basically with Sherlock Holmes as a kid. Yep. And um there's a couple parts really early on in this that made me like chuckle. There's a part where a kid throws his turtle. That that, that did get me a little bit. That made me like made laugh, me laugh a little bit. Um and then said turtle is kind of in like a oh, like a like weird a, wheelchair Yeah, like a wheelchair thing. thing that was kind of like humorous. That, that was good. That was and a then good. And then this part made me unintentionally laugh because it was so stupid. Is it when his tear sucks back <laughs> yeah, into his eye? He sucks his tear back <laughs> into his eye. He's, <laughs> he's uncrying. Yeah. <laughs> uncrying. Uncrying. Um and then the motivation for it, it wasn't that he was, you know, it's not that he was super smart. It was he all of a sudden gets the motivation to be really smart because he doesn't want people to bully him. So so he like snitches out all of the other students yeah. by like observing. But it's like, I don't remember Sherlock Holmes having a thing where he could like smell what you ate for breakfast two days ago. Because no. that's like, they use that throughout the movie all the time. He's just like, oh, I can smell. I could smell the the pastry that you had for breakfast, which you could have only gotten at this corner store because I could smell the gasoline from the gas station across the street. I know there's no gas because of the times, but whatever. It like, doesn't. No, that doesn't matter. He, he's like a hound dog. Oh yeah, and the times don't matter at yeah. all throughout this whole movie. But yeah, no, he is. He basically is like Animal Man because he could just smell it. Like he like basically has superpowers. Yeah, that make no sense but throughout the whole thing. And it came from just not wanting to have emotions anymore yeah he was just like from that day he didn't feel anything and then he has like these heightened senses it makes no sense i guess so but so they play him off as a kid as how he's he was the only person in the school so all the teachers just spent all their time on him and now he's like a genius and he can like figure out everything and he's super smart as a kid it flashes forward 
and now Will Ferrell comes in and he's a fucking moron. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. And his accent is, like, I think the point is that it's bad and that's like a running, I don't know, it's so... It's so impossible to. If that was a joke, it was an unintentional joke. I don't. I think that was really him being like, "Oh, do you like my accent?" Yeah, it's really, it's really bad, but not in like a funny bad way. It's just bad, and it makes it really difficult to listen to. And it seems like it's over the top on purpose, so that you would joke. It's it's basically like the equivalent of me just going, "Hello, governor." <laughs> And like, and now, do you get it? Fish and chips on British. Like now, listen to that for an hour and a half. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Although John C. Riley's accent, subtle. Yes, and, and that's what it. That's what this movie should have been. Like, I think there should have been more like subtlety in some of those things. So, you know, don't make his accent a joke that has to carry for an hour and a half. I think this movie could have been okay. Like, if you wanted to do a Sherlock Holmes comedy, I think you could have pulled it off. They do a play on the Robert Downey Jr. Oh, like movies. Where, yeah, where it, like, pauses time and he, like, deduces how he can, like, Yeah, they do it, like, five times or... at this movie. But there's a few times. One, I was expecting something to happen. I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this might actually be funny. He's, like, about to fight this guy in, like, a boxing ring. And he plans out the whole thing in his head, like, this is how it's going to happen. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, oh, he's just going to get, like, laid the fuck out here. This is going to be hilarious. Like, it's going to be, like, actual, like, maybe some good slapstick comedy. Instead, he just, what is he, he distracts him with something. He throws his pipe. He throws his pipe. And and it just just bounces off of the dude's shoulder. Yeah, he just, like, throws it at him. And then that's the end of that. That that dude, by the way, is a professional wrestler. Yeah, you you said said that to me in the theater. (laughs) <laughs> Braun Strowman. His name was Braun in the movie. Yeah, they called him Braun in the movie. Yeah, probably because he couldn't handle like being real. He also doesn't have any lines. But to put in context, in professional wrestling, he basically only ever says three things. He just comes out and he goes, "I don't care what you're out here to talk about. I just want to know who wants to get these hands." <laughs> so he says, "Get these hands. hands!" Like every other sentence. But yeah, I think the, the, there was potential for this to be like passable, funny. If it had better writing and if they were more subtle with their characters. Yeah. And I don't know if this falls on Will Ferrell. I don't know if this falls on the director. But so much of this movie, I think, just is lazy and just piggybacks off of the success of Step Brothers. Yes. Did you think that? Yeah. Okay. You, you can You can feel that. Um, they're they're just hoping that you like seeing those two guys as idiots. Yeah, because they're playing basically the two characters from Step Brothers, just as Holmes and Watson. Yeah, and there's even they're like, like they're so like we're many... best friends, but we're not best. But it's, it's yeah, like I don't know. They they uh. no, they play on the like the like we're best friends, but there there is like kind of a rift between them because like Watson wants to be, you know, like. He wants to be co-detective. He doesn't want to just be the sidekick. That's really the only like actual storyline in the movie. Which is basically their relationship from Talladega Nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can come in first one time. But then I can't come in first. Exactly. <laughs> and that's and that's basically their relationship throughout this whole thing. Yeah. I said that this movie starts up with something and I'm going to get to it. Well, now I'm going to get to it. This movie starts up with a quote. As does Step Brothers, as does Talladega Nights. Mm-hmm. 
do you want to say who the quote was from in this movie? Wasn't it um Hannah Montana? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah, it starts up with a Hannah Montana quote, and I was like, I think actually that part happened in the movie. The quote comes up, and then I just hear you go, "Well, we're off to a good start." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they're just ripping off Will Ferrell movies that they like, like that people like already. It like they basically are using his stepbrothers characters. Yeah, they're basically having them like improv the same way that they do in that movie. I kept thinking the scene where they're they're um they're sleepwalking in that movie and they're just screaming and making loud noises and stuff. Yep, that scene in Step Brothers is almost the entire movie for Holmes and Watson. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and especially um, like in Holmes and Watson, like they have like a scene where they go like out drinking, and yeah, it's, it's basically just nonsense. So like. At least from like from where I'm coming from, looking at the movie, if this movie has a script, which I don't know if it did, it needs to be better, obviously. But if the goal was for us to have them improv, they need to be way better because yeah. this was horrible. Like, I wouldn't even call this movie a comedy because there is not one like joke in this movie. No, like, it's all like visual gags. Yeah, like. You actually write jokes and do stand-up. I don't think there was anything in this movie that I would consider a joke. Um, Not really. Not anything that they didn't hammer to fucking death. Yeah, like... Because there were some things that were like... Here's a... It, it was almost more like, oh, this would be like a funny bit, again, in a sketch. And then they just hammered it. And like, well, let's hit it 15 times mm-hmm. in the next 10 minutes. There's... I just wouldn't stop. Yeah, no, I would say there's at least five, five is probably even too little scenes in this movie that are completely inconsequential to the plot, even though there really isn't any plot. It's just an idea of, hey, wouldn't this be funny? And then they just just do it for five minutes. Feral Catwoman. Feral Catwoman. Which is played by Lauren Lapkus, and she is genuinely hilarious it broke my heart to see her in this movie because she <laughs> she is so much better than this movie there's uh, a scene with killer bees yep pointless did you yeah i was gonna say uh, if you were the, hoping that the killer bees would come back later they don't they don't nothing comes back later so here's something one of those scenes i was talking about where like the next scene immediately contradicts it they are at a surprise party for Sherlock Holmes at like the palace and they wheel out this cake and they go to stab the cake and the bit in here is like they're trying to cut it and it's really hard and you hear something squishy in there obviously there's a body but then they keep cutting the cake and then like John C. Reilly grabs an axe chops it and then a body falls out and they're just like oh no a body a case blah 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 the very next scene they go to the morgue and now it Sherlock Holmes is like queasy around dead bodies but he was totally fine with the dead body that they were digging a knife into. Even once it was revealed there was a body in there, he had no reaction to the body yeah. at the party. But then the next scene, they're in a morgue, and a completely covered up body rolls by, and just a hand comes out, and he's like throwing up. Yeah. And what you, you just saw a full-blown naked dead body literally land at your feet and you had no reaction to it and then the next scene you're like oh yeah these things seeing dead bodies make me sick <laughs> and it's like what and it would make sense if like later like he had to like try to get to someplace and that but there was like 
there were like dead bodies somewhere and he like had to overcome that fear or something. But nope, it's literally just for that five minute bit of them trying to, of John C. Riley trying to convince him like, I'm pretty sure you, you're going to need this bucket to throw up. And he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And like, it, that's it. <laughs> that it's is only it. used for that moment. It's that was, you know, that's like that. Um, what'd you think about the, uh, the five minute long, uh, weekend and Bernie scene with the queen? That was awful. They, too. Did you like the part where they took a, a big camera and they uh, pretended to take a selfie? Yeah, that's but that goes back to them just trying to shoehorn in modern things. Wasn't that funny? And, oh, it was so hilarious. Like the whole selfie stick thing. Yeah, no, that was awful. Um, I also didn't like the the drunk text. Bit I have that, that written down. Did. The Morse drunk text through Morse code, or yeah, or through like a tele like the um, what's it called? Like the messenger. Yeah. Thing. I thought that that might come back later because he was messaging a character that you thought would be integral to the plot and maybe that would like strain their relationship or something. And, and she wasn't. She basically had nothing to do with the plot at all. Yeah. She just served as like a love interest. Mm-hmm. But there was no like interesting. There's nothing nothing to her. There was a, uh, a scene where uh, Will Ferrell says that they need to, uh, I think, they need to get sweaty to, like, excrete pheromones or whatever. So they're, like, yeah. exercising in a field. Did you like that part when um, they just, like, had them dance and sped the camera up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I hated I, that. I honestly forgot about it. <laughs> I can't even picture it in my brain right now, really. Um, Are you talking about, like, later in the movie? Yeah, when it was later on in the movie. When they're, like, in the park yeah. and they, like, they're yeah. like we should do cocaine because yeah. the bit is like back then like cocaine wasn't like a drug in that sense it was more like a me- medical thing yeah and heroin too they mentioned that um They're like let me just get some of my morning heroin and it's i, I did he says that like early on in the movie yeah and it's again throw away yeah oh well back to um we're backtracking back to that fight scene in the uh with like the wrestling and like in the ring and everything um little cameo from the ready to rumble guy oh yeah but he says like yep. let's get ready to scuffle or something yeah i looked at you when, when that happened and it's and it's funny because he was that guy was also in creed 2 so he's having a big year <laughs> he is <laughs> yeah so he was just in creed 2 which we had reviewed as our first episode and now here we are seeing him again this part i think me and you both unintentionally laughed at um <laughs> They're in the morgue. Uh, oh, John yep. C. Riley. Did you? This did actually kind of get me a little the bit. The part where she scooped the stuff out of the guy's belly button. That one, I. <laughs> it was less of a laugh because that's hilarious, and more of like a, oh god, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. We but we both kind of like shook our heads. They because you know it's Doctor Watson, and one of the great hilarious bits that goes throughout is that. Um, they don't understand the concept of a lady doctor because back then women were, you know, just housekeepers essentially. And um, they are doing the autopsy on the guy who they found dead in the cake. So he's covered in icing and they are just like flirting by rubbing the cake off of this dead body. And yeah, it's a really gross scene, but it did it did get me a little bit. That that scene I kinda I did laugh in the theater. And um I kinda wanted to get to this, just speaking of laughs. What'd you think of the uh the audience? 
our, be, our audience our audience uh we i had said before the movie i was like i'm just looking around to see who's gonna laugh at this movie because you can almost tell like right away i'm like oh that guy's gonna love it <laughs> when i saw daddy's home 2 it was a packed theater and people were dying yeah, people this, weren't going too crazy for this one. That's what I was going to say. There was one lady sitting right right behind us who was having a great time. Yeah. But overall, this we also this movie was almost sold out. Yeah, that's right. It was like I think the only row that was empty was the front row. Yeah. And I think uh I mean we did see it on a holiday so a lot of people had off. Yeah. But I was I was thinking about that in the back of my head because I was getting annoyed listening to people laugh during Daddy's Home too because I was like, "This is trash," and I said, "Like, if people are dying during this, I'm gonna get annoyed because this is like gonna be garbage." And maybe for the first ten minutes, we, they were getting some laughs. Yeah, but I would say for the next hour and twenty minutes, <laughs> yeah. this theater was pretty quiet. It was crickets for most of it from most of the people. <laughs> You'd hear rumble. Like I said, it was pretty much just one lady who would like. And it wasn't like big, like bellowing laughter. It was more just like <laughs> they were they were just happy to not be in the house. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that was basically what it was. Like, I was actually very happy with the audience. I was like, thank you, uh, because Although I will say I did hear somebody who like when the like a line would happen that was clearly supposed to be a joke landing. They would do that thing that I hate, where people are like. <laughs> repeat the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was that the person in front of us to our left? Yes. Yep. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Just like they'd say, whatever they'd say. <laughs> I, I, can't, I don't even have a good example because I can't remember most of the movie. Someone like that was sitting right next to me when I saw the mule this year, at Clint Eastwood movie. And oh. it was, it was excruciating. Cause you know, that's the type of person who they're like, Oh yeah, I'm funny. I can do stand up, but they really just, quote movies at work by the water cooler and they think they're like they're the funny guy but they don't have like a real original funny thought they're just like oh yeah man yeah i i've seen anchorman remember that one line that was funny yeah right i can read back quotes to you that's basically what those people are yeah they have a good memory yeah (laughs) maybe i'm holding this movie up to higher standards than i should if you're holding it up to any standards, it's already too high. <laughs> this movie uses music in the movie that hasn't come out in that time period yet. Oh, just the entire soundtrack. Well, I was thinking, you know, like maybe like because there's like rap playing in the beginning of the movie, but it's only to like a montage of like paper, oh, like right, newspapers, right. and it's like so setting was, up them yeah. moving to a new setting. That I was kind of like whatever, but, but there's you literally mean when they they play the record in the yes. morgue, and it's like a it's like a song it's, from like the fifties. It's it's from I looked it up. It's uh, Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. It came out in 1965. There you go. But this, and this movie, movie is like 18. They referenced the Titanic, so it had to have been around. 1912 yep 1910 to 1912 i don't know you know but it's in that time period so, so it would have been 1912 but didn't in the beginning it said 18 something did it because i'm pretty sure it said like 18 like 85 or 1886 right, well, something, yeah something like that so this movie's all over the place with what year it's supposed <laughs> to be that's i thought about that i was like there's like a 12 year window 
Oh no, more because this song from the fucking sixties. Sixties. When I was writing these notes down, I was thinking that I probably put more effort into my notes than they did on the script. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think your notes is already longer than the script. <laughs> um, we had touched on it, but uh, you know, they tried to um comment on Trump and like gun control and like stuff yeah. like that. They're like, they're like, oh. Why should we be afraid of you to like the girls, like some dudes on a ship shipyard? And they're like, because we're Americans and they pull out guns. Yeah, and, like, that's like a whole thing. Like they're out. It's like, oh, Americans love guns. I I, I guess this was an attempt to be a joke. But um, Will Ferrell wears a fez that says make England great again. Yeah. With like no. It's literally just a scene where they're like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what kind of hat I should wear. And he's trying to like pick like the quintessential like this will be like my uh, my calling card almost my hat. This whole movie is basically an origin story for his hat. Yeah, the like the last the, scene in the movie yeah, is him getting alert. his actual hat. He gets that classic Sherlock Holmes hat. Spoiler <laughs> alert! That's that's basically the end of the movie. That's like the big resolve is like he finally figures out his hat situation. <laughs> and I think the part that I think we were broken b- before this, but the one part where I heard the air go out of the theater. Just a collective <sighs> was when they broke into a musical number. Oh yeah, I think we, I think we both audibly went Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I put my head down. I was just like, Ugh. I think I just like we looked at each other and we were, we were just, I think angry at each other for making us do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? It reminded me a little bit. It was long too. It was, it was long. A very long musical number. This like, I was thinking about it and like, you can have just a out of the blue musical number in a movie and have it be funny and you know people will actually enjoy it. I thought of Billy Madison. Yeah. And but it, with Billy Madison, one the movie is like funny before that so when that comes people are like oh this is gonna be funny like you're in it already this is like just trash up until then so then when they start singing you're like are you really gonna do this to me yeah you're gonna fucking start singing to me after this like the last so hour you're gonna sing minutes? an unfunny song after i just watched an hour of this unfunny movie, movie? yeah it was excruciating it felt like it was 10 minutes long it was probably only like four <laughs> minutes but it felt it felt way too long. That being said, John C. Riley has an amazing voice. He does actually have a good voice. I was... And it did sound like they were both actually singing their parts. I'm pretty sure they were actually singing their parts. Um, I don't think that... Uh, Lauren Lapkus? Yeah, I don't think no, that... No, she definitely wasn't singing yeah. it. She was lip syncing it. Yeah. Um, you, you can also tell pretty easily. Yeah. Man, it, it bums it me looked, out that she looked, did this movie. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a person reading that script and be like, hey, you're going to have basically no lines until the very end, and then what you do say makes no sense and is completely unnecessary. And it's and not your un- voice. And unrelated to the rest of the movie. I think the, her lip syncing was actually intentionally funny. Like it's supposed to be off? Yeah, like I think they intentionally yeah, did maybe. that, I'm hoping. It's hard to tell what was intentionally funny and what because nothing felt funny yeah so it's really hard to tell what they were trying to make a joke and what they were actually just just trying to do yeah 
the parts that I laughed at, I've said in this, I laughed at a couple parts really early in the beginning before Will Ferrell even came on the screen, and then I kind of laughed at the part with um, scooping a cake out of a belly button. Also, unrelated to Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell was the least funny part of this movie. He was. That's why I kind of singled him out before that. Yeah. I felt like... I felt like everything in this movie was just lazy. I felt like he was just recycling his stepbrother's characters. And I felt like the director, who was also the writer, was just like, I'll get these two guys together and then just mooch off them. And they'll just write the movie for, for us. Me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing that I just wanted to touch on, and this is actually really sad, but there's a good supporting cast to this movie. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes is in this movie, yep. which just killed me. We've already talked about uh, Lauren Lapkus, Steve Coogan's in it, and Rebecca mm-hmm. Hall is in it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how did you guys get that script and be like, this is my next move. This is this is going to help my career. I think this may have been what happened. They, I can't they say- They owed someone a favor. No, I was going to say, I, I can't speak for Lauren Lapkus because she- She doesn't have a huge repertoire anyways right now. But- Ralph Fiennes, Rebecca Hall, and Steve Coogan are all from the UK. I wonder if, like, Mm. Sherlock Holmes was, like, dear to them. Maybe. And they wanted to be, like, in a Sherlock Holmes movie. And this was their way in. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they were like, oh, I'm going to be in this, and then it just turned out to be a... Coogan has worked with him before, because he was in um, the other guys. Yeah. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, man... Because they're definitely above this. I hope that they weren't like, ah, uh, like this is going to be great. I'm going to be in a Sherlock Holmes movie and like do right by the character. And then like yeah. this is the shit that got put in front of them. I wonder if there's like a lot of stuff that was left on the cutting floor that would actually like piece together some things from this movie. I don't know what could have been left on the cutting floor. It's an hour and a half long and like there's no story to this movie. That's true. Unless they're the story got just, left on the cutting floor. They're basically just trying to figure out a mystery, but they don't even know the mystery for most of the movie. Yeah. The, like, they don't find any clues, really. Basically, they don't find any clues that would help them until, like, Act 3. Yeah. And then it's just, like, already going. The I would say out of the hour and a half, there is maybe... 10 minutes worth of events that tell the entire story. That's what I mean. This should have just been an SNL sketch. Yeah. And it would have been probably a funny sketch because it would be digestible and, you know, it would end not long after it started. They stretched and filled it with nothingness. Mm-hmm. So it, so jokes fall flat. Um, you're exhausted by the first like 20 <laughs> minutes of it. You're like, we fucking get it. And then like like what I was saying with hammering bits, like at the end, they're like sending the the American women that they met back uh back home, but they're going on the Titanic and they just keep laying in the fact that it's the Titanic and they're like Bless, bless it's the safest boat. ship. Yeah, and they, they just keep saying, like, obviously nothing will ever go wrong on this big vessel. And, like, if when you think of the Titanic, remember Dr. Watson and all of your family members will get there safe thanks to him. Yeah. And they just keep hammering in. And I literally wrote down in the notes, we get it. It's the Titanic. <laughs> it literally, like... It's not even like there's a ship there and it says the Titanic on it. Like, yeah, you get it. Yeah. And, and they make, they yeah. make the same joke like five times. 
probably more honestly they make it like five times just in the scene um when they actually like find the bomb and throw it out the boat but then they also make it the next morning when they're going when the boat's actually going to depart like there was like a party the night before on the boat and then the next morning it was going to depart and both times i think i feel like three different times they just keep hammering in those jokes but it's the same joke yep and it was never funny no not even the first time (laughs) uh i have nothing else to say about this movie i will say they're they're setting up that sequel i don't well they were trying to which is kind of what i was going to get to yeah this movie cost $42 million to make. Wow. $42 million. I was surprised that it even cost that much. But I guess by today's standards, that really isn't that much money for a movie. It's but more than still, they should have given them. $42 million to make. As of today, it's only at $27 million. That's still too much. I feel bad that we contributed to it. Yeah. I, I did make a joke either before or after. I was like... Imagine if our respective $12 for the movie tickets was all they needed. Like they're just sweating somewhere. They're like, we just need, we just need 36 more dollars and then we can make a sequel. And then myself, you and your brother bought tickets and they were like, we did it. (laughs) We're doing it. We're going to give the people what they wanted. Holmes and Watson do America. I really hope it doesn't happen. I don't think they're going to double their budget. I mean, they haven't even broken even yet. They barely made half. Yeah. I don't think they're going to, you know, they would need to do another 60 million about, um, and the movie's already like only got like four showings a day. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to happen. I really hope it doesn't happen. They don't deserve it. They'll be lucky. They'll be lucky to do another movie together. The two of them. Yeah. I think that maybe just from Will Ferrell's standpoint, he should be more selective with his movies. Yeah, clearly. Like, he's t- taking a lot of, I mean, he's been in, uh, I want to say 13 movies over the last seven years, which, I mean, compared to, like, some other actors, that's not that much, but maybe he takes six, but there's six good ones where he can actually play, like, a different character. Yeah, but he's just, like... stock and rise. Like, a lot of people say, or a lot of, like, actors say, or comedians will say that doing comedy is so much harder than doing like a serious movie or like like a drama because to try and convince somebody to laugh and like connect with you is like way harder than connecting like during a a tragedy like people understand like going through a, uh, a death of like a family member or something like that people like connect with like personal tragedies way easier than they do you trying to make them laugh. But what do I know? I'm a guy sitting on a futon. He's <laughs> he's clearly got it more figured out than me. Yeah, I just... Uh, I know people that like him a lot. I'm not a fan of when he does his whole screaming and crying and, you know, child bit. I feel like it works for some characters. It worked in Step Brothers, but that was because they were basically playing man-child, like, characters. Right. It doesn't work here where he's, like, a genius detective. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, you can't be a genius and a moron at the same, <laughs> same time. time. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, Not man. even, like, an ironic sense did it make sense. Like, it's like, oh, it's ironic that he's playing, like, this brilliant character, but he's playing it like a moron. Like, nope, it's just stupid. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, this movie... <sighs> do we want to do... Do we want to do a tomato-tomato? I feel like they're going to be very close to the same. Let's do tomato-tomato, and then we'll give our grade. That sounds good. So I, I touched on it before, the tomato-tomato. We're going to see if we agree with the critics, which would make it a tomato, or if we agree with the audience, which would make it a tomato. And... I think that everybody's pretty much in the same boat, if I remember correctly, on these. There is a bit of a split. Bit of a split? Let me let me have it. Critics, 9%. So that's 9% higher than the first time <laughs> I looked. Yep. It's, uh, it was a zero. It, it went up. It was sitting at a six for a little bit, and then a few people apparently liked it, and it got bumped up. So it's at a nine now. Mm. Uh, audience score, 29 Guess what? What? This motherfucker's getting a tomato. It's getting a tomato for me. A hard tomato. Hell like, yeah. When I Didn't said you not to think about it. No. When I said at the beginning that this is one of the worst things I watched and I couldn't even consider it a film, I still don't even consider it a film because there's nothing to it. Like you said, it should have just been a sketch. Like, I would never watch this again. I would never even make my enemies watch this. This nope. is... This is this was a struggle. This is like a brutal experience watching this movie. If if I call you because I need bail posted, just know that it's because I went to a Best Buy when this movie came out and I lit the display on fire <laughs> so that no one else would have to watch this movie. This is, yeah, I this is probably, no, this is definitely a shoe-in for bottom 10 of the year. There is oh, it's it's taking on a bunch of Razzies. Yeah, this is a it's gonna get some awards. It's campaigning definitely for the worst of the year for me. Maybe that's why like they threw this in like right at the end of 2018. Like, let's get the worst movie of the year. We could definitely top some of these shitty movies. Yeah. Um. Maybe this whole thing is a joke on us. Maybe if if. It's the worst movie of the year for me. It would be the second year in a row that a Will Ferrell movie is the worst movie of the year for me. He's batting a thousand. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have anything else? I mean, I'm just my personal grade. It should be obvious. I'm giving this an F. F. Yeah. It is. It was. It was terrible. F for Ferrell. <laughs> All right. You got anything else to say? Uh, I got nothing else. We, we've we wasted these good people's time enough discussing this dog shit movie. So you guys out there, thank you for listening. I'm sorry for listening. And, you know, make sure you subscribe, rate and review the podcast because that does help us out. Probably something I should mention at the top instead of at the end after we've just exhausted all of you on this dog shit movie. They've also probably turned the podcast off by now. I don't blame them. (laughs) As soon as you see that this is the movie we're talking about, I'd be like, skip. Yeah. We're going to be reviewing some new releases soon. We might do a throwback episode soon. Uh, We're going to have our Oscar and 2018 recap show out soon. Hence why I have all the homework I'm doing right now. I'm watching a bunch of movies I need to catch up on. Give you a big stack. But that means I'm going to have really fresh opinions on it. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't taken any notes. So far, the only movie that you gave me that I watched was Thoroughbreds, mm-hmm. which, spoiler alert, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked that a lot. I mean, if I have the movie, it means I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah, I guess that's a good point. A few of them, though, when I was going back uh, and like getting for you, I was kind of like, didn't need to buy this one. Didn't need to buy this one. Yeah. But like, I think like maybe I was just in the mood to buy a movie or I enjoyed it or I just liked it more with only one viewing. Yeah, you're a true aficionado. You, you go to the theaters, you try to see everything, and then everything that you like, you collect. Collect that Blu-ray. Yeah, that, I was actually 4K. I was actually recently uh, thinking about getting vinyl, and then I was like, "You have too many hobbies." Yeah, pick, pick <laughs> one. Do pick one collectible at a time. Yeah, I, I feel that I collect too much stuff too. All right, I, I think that about wraps it up. And on that note, suck it, losers. <laughs> <laughs>